And welcome back to Old Nerd, Young Nerd, 2018 Anthology. I'm Derek. I'm Todd. And we're continuing. We're in the 1930s now with Dracula. Right. Part two of our anthology series. Uh, Director's cuts, extended cuts, alternative cuts. Yes. Which is, I think, Dracula falls into that latter um, definition because it wasn't a director's cut. Obviously a different director. Different cast. Obviously a different cast. Um, in, in a lot of ways, it was a different script, almost. Uh, well, yeah, not almost, it was. Different runtime. Different runtime. There budget. was a different budget. Um, I mean, really? But, but let's, let's, let's delve into it. Um, obviously, I, I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to make... Uh, I'm going to make a judgment call and say anyone who's really listening to this has seen at one point or another Dracula with Bela Lugosi, 1931. If you're listening to this, odds are you've seen it at some point in your life. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, we're talking about, you know, in this case, an alternative cut. Not right. necessarily a director's cut because that's exactly not what it is. Right. Well, but get fire um, away. What Hollywood used to do... Derek's our uh, specific person in terms of, like, our minutiae. Yeah, I'm I'm an expert. Yeah, I'm just an expert at giving my opinion. (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) Truer words, buddy, truer words. I mean, that's really how it starts. Like, you give all of, like, the facts, and then I give all, like, I give the opinions, and then you give the opinions, and then we start arguing. But I'm going to give you the, (sighs) I'm going to give you the center stage, give all the facts first, in all seriousness. So... Um, Hollywood, how Hollywood used to operate with the uh, talking movies. There were no subtitles, so how do you sell a movie to a foreign audience that doesn't speak English? Mm-hmm. You reshoot the movie in their language. Mm-hmm. So, Dracula 1931, we know the Bela Lugosi English version. They also have a Spanish version, used all the same sets. Different director, different cast, different budget, different script. Mm-hmm. Had a twenty longer minute runtime. Let's let's just break down the budget for this. Mm-hmm. In nineteen thirty one, well, that was the release date, so we'll say it filmed in the thirties, probably. I would say like yeah, like the early thirties, nineteen twenty nine, nineteen thirty. Yeah. Yep. So the, mm-hmm. the 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 United States English version three hundred and fifty five thousand dollar budget. Mm-hmm. The Spanish version sixty six grand, and that's it. But. Let's think about this. Well, the they already have already the built. sets. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, I think, honestly, the sets are a large part. The other large part of that budget, I believe, and I could be wrong, and, you know, I probably should have looked into this, and but I think a prob- lot of it is probably belt- are wrong, let's be honest. Well, I probably am not. Often. Because I, I typically am not. Um, <laughs> but I think a large uh, part of that was Bela Lugosi's... Uh, salary? Salary, because he played... Dracula. Now, so, this movie was based off of a play, which is based off of a book. Mm-hmm. So the the original Bram Stoker novel, I've read it. It's pretty good. Right. 1885, I think? Yeah. Their 1880s? I know, I know late, it was 1880s. Late 1800s. Yeah. So they, it was adapted into a, to a play in the 1920s, and mm-hmm. Bela Lugosi was the stage Dracula, mm-hmm. which is why they hired him. And, you know, if you... Typically, I think when you think of Dracula, you think of Bela Lugosi at this oh, point. Absolutely. I mean, like, he's the go-to. Yeah. Right? Like, and, and and we'll get into this in a little more detail because, you know, obviously before we talk about these shows, we 
obviously bounced ideas off each other, and we were talking about all the different Draculas that have been played. Well, it's like, yeah, and who's the quintessential Dracula? I guess. Mm-hmm. The argument is... The argument you could make for Bela Lugosi, I think, as the most recognizable, but you could argue that Christopher Lee is the quintessential Dracula. And of it course, you, be. Like, I mean, you like Gary Oldman. And, right, Gary Oldman, which is what I think a lot of the modern... Um, I didn't. Want, I don't want to say modern people, but I think you know the you know people that didn't really go back and look into like aren't really into vampires or anything else. That's the quintessential Dracula for this millennium. Okay, for the most part. What about the guy that played it in Van Helsing? He did a pretty good job. Yeah, but I've never seen him in anything else. No, neither have I. Um, he like he did a good job. Everybody hates Van Helsing. Oh, I, I love, love it. Van Helsing. I love Van Helsing. I never uh, you know, hated uh, yeah, Van Helsing. Yeah, me too. Um, I thought it well, was. It, I thought it paid a nice homage to all the original Universal movies. Oh no, I, I totally agree. But let's go back yep, to uh, what segue. we're actually talking about. Segway, yeah, my right. favorite word. So, yes, there's two different versions of the same movie that are now out, and. The runtime for the English version, 85 minutes. So, you know, you're you're a little under an hour and a half, which is a typical run length of a movie. I think it was even less than that, to be honest with you. Be, I think it was like a hundred, uh, like it was an hour and ten minutes, so it's like 75 minutes. And literally, the last, and I'm not, if you haven't re- watched it yet, then too bad on you. But like, that, I literally watched it last night, just because I know we were talking, we're going to be talking about it today. Literally the last minute of the show because they they put the credits in the front so they don't have to do any credits at the end of the at, at the end of the movie. Yeah, that's great, isn't it? Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. Well, I, I think maybe know. they did that too so you don't miss the start of the movie. Like I mean, that could be it, but late. I think it has more to do with like letting everybody know these are the players in not just the actors but the producers. The cameraman, everything else. I think they they, they did that more. a lot more. No, no, no. I think they did that a lot more um, back in the day because people wanted to just get out of there as soon as the movie was done. Obviously, now with movies the way they are, everyone stays till the end because oh, they throw that scene right. Yeah. Um, Thanks, obviously, Disney. it didn't happen. But in Dracula, uh, the English version, literally, because I watched this last night. Um, Literally the last, I'd say 90 seconds, in all honesty, was them going to Carfax Abbey to plunge the stake into Dracula's heart. After he plunged the stake into Dracula's heart, this is what happened. After he did that, they found Mina, and the, and they're walking up the steps to get out, and it literally just ended. <laughs> I, I mean, from a story, uh, from a storyteller point, like it's, I'm like, that's it's dumb. crazy. It's dumb. It's crazy. It's but... anticlimactic. It's... And, it's the, it's that and a whole bunch of other things. There's no resolution. But we're also looking at the fact that things were way different. Acting was way different yes. back in the 30s. Yes. There was a lot more because here's the thing. Motion pictures were very new. Speakies it was, or talkies. Right. Speakies, as, right. talkies, right. They were super new. And they basically used uh, theater actors. And theater actors typically um, emote more. Uh, as they're playing it, just to get whatever their point is across. There's no subtlety. Well, I mean, in theater it, actors uh, it, from like, from back in the day, these guys were pioneering speaking movies. So these mm-hmm. are the original. The original. They, they had like nothing to go on. Right, but as you mentioned, uh, Bela Lugosi 
was a theater actor. Yes. Uh, and, and theater actors, I think even to this day, they, not necessarily for any other reason, but just to get to the back of the theater, mm-hmm. they emote more so you can see it. Whereas with a TV show or a movie, when you're right there... You're just playing to the you're camera. Ra- well, right. And you're right there. Like they're, For all intents and purposes, they're maybe three or four feet away from. But they overact to the back of the crowd because the back of the crowd might not see subtle nuances. Right. Of, you know, I'm sad. You know, then they they conflagrate their, their reaction to show that they're upset or they're happy or whatever else. And it was a it was a very different reaction uh, with with Dracula. Uh, well, not, wasn't I should say it was basically a theater production on film, right? <clears throat> but let's go back to like the give and take with with um, the English version versus the Spanish version. Now I I've only seen the Spanish version once. I have a copy of it, but I couldn't find it. I know, I'm I'm in the same boat. But I, you know. What's, what struck me most about the Spanish version was just how awful their Dracula was. I just... I... Oh, I didn't like it at all. And, and, now, and I mean, that was... That was um, a matter of contention, too. Of, was he really that bad, or was he better than Bela Lugosi? Hush your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, well, just you know, Be- Bela Lugosi's Dracula from the moment you see him, it, it's like his first appearance at the top of that staircase. You know, well, it's it's iconic, and it it grabs you, it hits you immediately. This guy's creepy. Mm-hmm. There's something menacing about him. But here's here's what a lot of people said. Um, you know, as as I was researching the uh, Spanish version, he's more the Spanish. Uh, oh God, and what was his name too? Um, Carlos. Valarius? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have it here. Carlos Valarius was more uh, gregarious and personable mm-hmm. in his um, retelling of being Dracula than Bela Lugosi was. And in that sense, he was more fearsome in in that sense. A hidden when, evil? Yeah, because he was more happy, he was more he was more engaging to the other actors than Bela Lugosi was. Bela Lugosi was more standoffish, whereas Carlos was more endearing and everything else. And I'll be honest with you, that scares me more when when the 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 crazy killer psycho is more um in tune. The whole well, I'm I'm gonna stay away from that guy. Well, I'd yeah. like to hang out with this guy. That's exactly and right. And then he that's ends exa- up killing that's exactly you. exactly what I was trying to yeah. get to. Uh, because you know what? Maybe I don't want to hang out with Bela Lugosi because he, he just seems creepy. Yeah. Um, but the killer that's, you know, personable and everything else, that's scarier because of that exact reason. Because you don't know what you're getting into. Right. Um, and when you're watching the original Dracula, you're like, what are these people thinking? This guy's a real creep. With Carlos as Dracula, it kind of makes sense. Oh, yeah, I kind of want to hang out with this guy. Like the friendly, kind of fun-loving guy you kind of want to hang out with. You know, like the type A personality. And, well, and, and, that, and that was a huge... And, that, and that's what I want to point out, too. That was a huge difference 
of this alternative cut. Right. But it was and, it was widely criticized, though. It was widely criticized, but it was also said uh, it was a lot darker for the times because of his portrayal of Dracula versus Bela Lugosi's. Bela Lugosi, when you when you're interacting with the you know with the audience and with the other actors, you know there's going to be a problem. With Carlos, it was very it was very much more subtle. Mm-hmm. It was very much more. Uh, an undercurrent of fear uh, that you had for them because they recast all the main roles and they changed this. their names a right. little bit to to better reflect the Spanish audience. Right. So Mina became Eva and John became Juan. Juan. Right. Which makes sense. And and I kind of really like I said we were uh, talking about this before. I kind of really like that idea. Yeah. I think it really. Um, brings the brings the audience into, um, I, I think it brings the the audience of whom you're speaking in this case the Spanish language audience mm-hmm. into the story more than watching subtitles or watching dubbing, which is what we have today. Yeah, uh, because those actors have an innate sense, obviously, because it's their native language, of how to communicate what they're thinking, what they're feeling, and everything else. Yeah, and you don't certain, necessarily get that. Certain with, words and phrases just don't translate properly. Uh-huh. And you know, with, with with subtitles and everything else these days, I could send you a message where I'm totally joking with you, but it be, it could be brought uh, brought about like you might be reading it as, "Oh, he's really being a jerk." Yeah, you know. Well, um, usually you seriousness, are. So I, I usually am. So it's usually a good, you know, it's usually a good way. But I might not be. And you can't really tell that from just the written word. Miracles have happened. Yeah, it does happen occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> but, th- I mean, that's why I like this alternative cut of uh, Dracula. I actually, honestly, from a story perspective, not necessarily because I love Bela Lugosi, I'm not going to, like, uh, you know, undercut him, but from a story perspective, I think from what Bram Stoker was trying to get at, because in in the book, and we've both read the book, He's way more charismatic yes. than Bela Lugosi ever portrayed well, him. He actually, like in the, in the book, he plays the Count, and uh, when he moves to London, he more he, he's more like a socialite. You mm-hmm. know, he goes to all these parties and wins all these people over. Right. And that's kind of what, what the, um, what Dracula with Gary Oldman, not, not just for a brief second, that's what Gary Oldman, I think, was more going for. Right was really going towards more of what Bram Stoker had intended. Bela Lugosi just wanted to be creepy. And he, and he, and he did that in spades because, um, you know... There, quick, there's was a, that what Bella wanted, or was that what the director or the, the studio wanted? I don't know. I you know, Obviously, we're never going to know because yeah. everyone's dead now. I Like, I honestly think... Well, let's get a Ouija board. No, yeah. no, 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 no. But I honestly think that that's what uh, Bela Lugosi thought, you know, his portrayal, and obviously every actor's portrayal of Dracula is different, and there have been dozens, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that that we know of. He wanted to be the creepy Dracula. And he got it. And he got it. But I think, you know, if we're really, we're really rating them, and, you know, I've read tons of reviews, because I didn't even know... 
and I think I honestly watched like the the Spanish version back in the nineties, so like twenty something years ago. Yeah, obviously, and that was sixty years later from what was going on. And I think the Spanish language version actually surfaced back in the seventies. Well, I could be wrong. I think it was only released in video. I think in the nineties, but okay. Well, but what I happened was yes, the, the original copy of the movie was thought lost right forever, and then they found it, and it went through the restoration process. Mm-hmm. And it was put out for distribution in like the late eighties, early nineties. Right, that's when I saw it. But I think they found it, I, and I, like I said, I think it was like in the seventies or something. Yes, uh, I don't have a specific date, but it was found in the seventies. Right, and then you know it, it's it's amazing how many films that's happened to, where mm-hmm. it's just the studio just for somehow lost the original. Right. Well, I just think of all the well, hundreds happens, of thousands of movies that Hollywood's made. How many? How many don't exist anymore? And and you know, from a from a certain perspective, I can understand. This is obviously. I mean, it's almost it's 2018. We're almost going on a hundred year movie. Yeah. I, I mean, we're we're very close to that. Um, and I'm not going to go off too much uh, off topic, but a lot of TV shows from the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Were lost. Well, how, a many, lot of how movies. many seasons of Doctor Who were lost? The well, that, that's that's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is why we we have a show together because apparently he's psychic to me. But that's exactly what happened because there was a lot of uh, Doctor Who episodes that they thought this is going to be a one and done, and who cares? We'll just throw it away. Uh. And that happened with a lot of them because I have, I, you know, from a from a grand summation of what I have, and I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. We know we did an episode. On we that did an too. episode where there. I've never was, watched yeah. it. I don't care. Yeah. Well, uh, he should he should care. I but don't. of I'd say fifty. Ep- I'm just going to make a number of fifty episodes of the original William Hartnell Doctor Who. Yeah. Maybe ten or eleven still exist because wow. there wasn't really uh, a want or a need. To ever think of replays or anything else because TV back in the 40s, 50s, 60s, there wasn't really such a thing as reruns or anything else. So why save it? It doesn't that was, make sense. Uh, Pre syndication, right? Exactly, and that's where a lot of the the actors from the 60s and 70s well, were really you, upset because they didn't have not syndication to, deals. Not to segue too far off or anything, but did, syndication but did that really start with like Star Trek? Because I know that Star Trek, the original series, didn't really get popular until after it got canceled. Right. And they never had, um, as I remember, they didn't have syndication deals. Okay. So all of those, re- and, and you're correct, it, it didn't really get popular until it started doing replays in the 70s. Mm-hmm. But none of them had syndication deals. A lot oh, okay. of them didn't. Um, oh, syndication a lot of those deals are just like re- residuals for reruns and stuff like right. that, right? Gotcha. Exactly. So you might get three cents for every time right. a TV, you know, a TV uh, station play. Well, I don't know when that started. Thing. I know the standard for syndication is five seasons now, unless they right because that. it typically it's it's twenty to twenty two episodes, so that's twenty times five. It's a hundred. Yeah. So that's a third of the year mm-hmm. that they can redo the whole thing. So you're exactly right. It is typically five uh, seasons. Uh, but let's go back. I, like, I just wanted to get off that topic for a second. Well, so, just to go into... So um, the original that. Dracula's... Uh, well, according to this thing I was reading, it was 85 minutes. You think it's more 75 minutes. Yeah, but, I honestly think... It, like, I'm not doubting you, but like I was just watching it. It was like an hour and eight minutes or nine minutes. 
All right, so we'll, we'll just call it that. The runtime for the Spanish version is 108 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it goes well over an hour and a half. Right. Which is a long movie for back then. It's a huge, hugely long but, movie. And, but it's a, it, it's such a contrast in times because you can do so much more with it. Like, it has an extra 20 minutes. It's so much more you can do. It really does. Like Because I'm, like, watching, like I was saying last night, I, you know, the last 90 seconds... They squeeze so much in. Yeah. Literally, it's where Dracula comes to Mina to try and finally turn her completely to a vampire. Yeah. And they chase him off. And then Renfield uh, comes in and distracts them. And they all come in, run after Renfield. And then Dracula comes and takes her off to Carfax Abbey. This is all within 90 seconds. So there's a, a whole bunch of story crammed in the last 90 seconds. Um, and then obviously they get to Carfax Abbey, they find him, they put a stake in his heart, and then they find Mina, and boom, it's the end, as she's walking so up the stairs. you mean they had an epic fight and staked him? No. No, no, <laughs> it's not what happened at all. No, I know, it's so anticlimactic. Um, but that was, you know, back in the day that that's, that's what it was. Well, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense, because the, they had set Dracula up as so, like, so much more powerful than like the the humans he was fighting mm-hmm. so he has to well what, what's his achilles heel he has to sleep in his coffin during the day right that's in his only, coffin in his original earth and yeah. all that kind of stuff oh how the vampire mytho- mythos has evolved since then they still use the same thing Some um of them do, yeah. in, in, in a lot of ways obviously you know uh the the sparkly vampires don't you know and you know give her credit for trying to make a, a whole new stephanie meyer a whole new well. vampire but I don't think that really went over well with like the the vampire fan community. Um, yeah. But going back to you know what we're actually talking about the, um, the in this case not a director's cut alternative cut. Yep. They really uh, focused more on whereas Carlos uh, really played more of a, a humanistic Dracula, uh, a more personable Dracula, the yeah. Bela Lugosi. Um, and I think that that was like the big switch between the two of them, and I think that was like one of the one of the main differences between uh, the two of them. Obviously, uh, you were you were saying something about their Renfield. Well, yeah, I I think it had a more flushed out story with Renfield. Mm. I mean, and and the whole thing was more flushed out in the Spanish version anyway. Oh, absolutely, because like. I, the, uh, the pacing of the of the English version is just it's slow and it's choppy. It's slow until like the last fifteen minutes, and then everything happens, which is crazy. All the action is in the last ninety seconds. Of yeah, the movie. I mean it. Re- I mean it really is. It's not even a joke. Um, and like when I rewatched it, you know, I couldn't believe because I haven't watched this in probably honestly since the nineties when I was like doing this show in my head to show you know, the difference between Spanish version and, you know, like the American version of showing the difference between the two of them in my head, you know, so I already had this, you know, but I, you know, I don't think that I, I honestly liked the Spanish version more because it did flesh out the story more, uh, for the longest time. And then obviously Bram Stoker's Dracula came up, uh, which I really liked. Whereas I think uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula with Gary Oldman actually really uh, 
portray Dracula as the way Bram Stoker intended. Okay. Uh, whereas the, uh, you know, Bela Lugosi, it was really Bela Lugosi playing Dracula. Um, and I know that sounds kind of ridiculous, because obviously he, he is playing Dracula, but I think it was Bela Lugosi's interpretation of Bram Stoker uh, that I think might have been flawed, where Gary Oldman's, he he really took the took the role and ran with it. So you mean he was being more true to Bram Stoker's source material? Right. I think uh, Bela Lugosi was really doing his, his own interpretation, which may or may not be wrong. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't know what Bram Stoker was thinking when he wrote the uh, wrote the book. Um, but, you know, obviously when uh, Carlos did it with the Spanish version, he went more charismatic, uh, more enigmatic at the same time than Bela Lugosi did. Bela Lugosi was going for straight-up creepy, and he, and he got it. Well, and, you know, so, um, the Spanish version kind of had, in terms of how the movie, you know, it's perceived it flows better, it has some better camera angles. Mm-hmm. One thing I found in my research... They had a little bit of an advantage because while the the English version of the film was, you know, filming, mm-hmm. they got to look at their dailies. Mm-hmm. So they got to study them to see, well, they did this. We're going to use this camera angle because it'll look better. We'll use this right. lighting because it'll look better. They kind of really perfected the Dracula movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's up for interpretation whether they whether they did perfect it or not. But they. What you're saying, and I and I agree with you, is they had a chance to see what they may or may not have done wrong. Yeah. In the original 1931 movie, uh, when they were reshooting it, uh, and and I think that's that's really integral to not just the um, not just this movie, but you know, at, you know, as we go through this anthology. Was it necessary for a reshoot uh, with the director's cuts? Was it necessary to take this scene out or put this scene back in? Mm-hmm. Um, typically, you're going to see with the, with the director's cuts, they're they're putting a lot more scenes in, uh, and that's also a factor uh, when you're looking at you know uh, the director too is an artist. Yeah. Uh, it's not just, okay, you stand here, you stand there, and we'll hit record on the record button. Well, I mean, that's why you have the phrase, the director's vision. Mm-hmm. Because he's really got to see, um, good directors, obviously, are looking at the story as a whole. Yeah. An actor, typically, like I said, I'm not an actor, so I'm not going to, you know. But, I mean, it's called d- a part for a reason. Right. They are a part of the whole. Exactly. Uh, they're really looking at how their their part is portrayed mm-hmm. in a portion of the story. The director's real goal is to meld all those different pieces into one thing. Um, obviously, uh, the director with Bela Lugosi was going for one look, whereas with the Spanish version... They were seeking to expand and or um, well, were they though? Because the director didn't speak Spanish. Exactly, that's kind of my point. He was looking at the um, the dailies, as you were saying, from the original uh, Dracula, and I think for him, he's like, 
this story-wise, it doesn't make sense. Let's add this. Let's add, and and again, we're just me. I'm just guessing um, as to you know what was going on, what was happening uh, with with the English version, and they fleshed out the story more in the Spanish version. I mean, they really did. The Spanish version really. Oh God, I don't want to say this, but I kind of do. The Spanish version more closely mirrors Bram Stoker's Dracula in '92 with Gary Oldman, where the, you have the much more charismatic count, you have a much more fleshing out of the story than you did with with Bela Lugosi. Bela Lugosi, they they actually mention and show Dracula's brides in one scene, and you never see them again. Yeah. So why? So from a storyline perspective, why even have them? So Dracula's brides play a prominent part uh, in, in the novels for sure, and the, in and in the the one movie with Gary Oldman, they have a bigger role too, right? Oh yeah, um, there's several scenes with them, whereas with uh, Bella Dracula, Bela Lugosi, literally it's just one scene, and it's in the beginning, I believe, right in Castle Dracula, and right. then never again. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where you're you're seeing the difference in the Spanish version is they're looking at all of these dailies and they're looking at all the scenes that they're cutting together for the final film and they're like, this doesn't make sense. Why introduce a character that you never see again? Right. It doesn't make any sense. Because um, I'm pretty sure in, um, in Stoker's novel... Uh, Van Helsing kills all the wives too, right? Mm-hmm. Van Helsing, so, and right? Just like in uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, they kill all the wives uh, before, before like, yeah, before they get to Dracula, they go through the mm-hmm. wives, right? Because they're the the wives come out to kind of get them, yeah, and then uh, Van Helsing gets them obviously before they get a chance, and before. Uh, Dracula well, comes in. And also, in the book, doesn't Dracula take Mina back to Transylvania? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So, I mean, they cut a whole bunch out yeah. of the original Dracula. Uh, and I don't know what the what the reasoning is. Uh, back in the 30s, it might have been timing or something else. I know, movies, but, movies were barely over an hour back then. Right. And, and we talked about it in the last episode... Uh, with Metropolis, which they really butchered, uh-huh. it was supposed to be almost a three-hour movie, became barely an hour. Right. Um, I, and I know back in the day, back in the, like, the 80s even, they had a time because they actually had to roll the film back, and that took a certain period of time. And in order to run, you know, it might t- I'm just making a number up, it might take a half an hour, 45 minutes, to rewind like the eight millimeter, right? And so they tried to get it to a certain amount so they could get a number of showings in per, per day. day, right? Right. Well, now no, I don't know if that's what the case is. Like now, uh, everything's everything's digital now, right? So you just oh yeah, I mean it's really play. it's almost like a DVD, right? Because after eight uh, millimeter, I believe they did laser discs mm-hmm. before they went to whatever their current uh, incarnation is. Well, I don't know if that's like a specialized Blu-ray or 4K or what have you. Um, so I don't, this is kind of just a, a, on how the tech has evolved in terms of runtimes. Mm-hmm. 
It has nothing to do with Dracula either, so I'm I'm hopping on a Segway and driving off. Right. But they announced the runtime for Avengers 4. It's going to be at least three hours. Oh, nice. nice. I mean, oh, just, there's, there's you know, a uh, sneak peek. Yeah, there we go. Breaking news. Yeah, breaking uh, but news. There's, but which, there's, there's the difference know, between as as... 1930 and 2018. The format's evolved, so people don't really care about runtime anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell your story, you can, your I mean... I'm sure the studio dictates how much time you get. Right. And obviously Avengers 4 is going to be a huge deal, all mm-hmm. things considered. Versus, you know, one of the first ever movies there was, period. Right. In terms of speakies, talkies. Mm-hmm. Speakies. And, and I think, you know, um, for the most part, most of the movies back in the 30s and so were only about an hour or so long. Yeah. Uh, or might be slightly more. And then you see a, a, a shift back in the day, uh, and, and we were talking about this via text, where like in the 50s and 60s, you'd have these like three and four hour epics, like uh, Cleopatra, Ten Commandments, but, uh, correct Spartacus. Me if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't those like long epic movies, they came with intermissions, right? Oh, yeah. No, 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 definitely. But I'm just saying there was a big shift between this, you know, butchered kind of version of Dracula. Yeah. Um, and, you know, then we went to the other side of this. It, it's it's like a pendulum, mm-hmm. you know, where we go really short, really long. Then we go really short again. And then here we are going long again. And then, you know, obviously uh, with the, the current movie franchises, they go even longer where they do part one and part two. Yeah. You know, a.k.a. Harry Potter movies, uh, Twilight movies. Hunger Games. Hunger Games. You know, a a whole host of them now. That's either, and it probably is both, that they don't have enough time to put everything all in one, but they're also getting to, you know, grabs at your money. Yeah. Um, But going back to Dracula and the difference between the Spanish version and the, uh, you know, I, I... yeah, I guess American version. I guess that's what we're calling it. Yeah, um, English version. English version. Uh, they really fleshed out the story more, and they really um, it, it was while it was being filmed simultaneously uh, with uh, the English version. Yeah, they fleshed it out a lot more, and I'd really like to know, and I couldn't find it, whose idea it was to put. All of like the the longer scenes in it, really explaining the, the you know the the whole premise more. And I think everybody that went to see Dracula knew they were going to show because here's the thing: unlike today, and I and I only say this somewhat sarcastically, most people back then you know probably had read the story. Yes, you know, absolutely. Versus, you know, um, uh, you know they... this generation where, you know, they said Harry Potter, oh, you mean that was a book? Or The Hobbit, oh, that was a book? Or Lord of the Rings, oh, that was a book? You wound but me. But in all seriousness, these are people that have already, I, I would say probably 90% that were going to see it probably had read the book. Right. So... From that perspective, if you're if you're coming at it as a director and you know you you have to cut out a lot of things, you could basically say, well, my audience basically knows the story. 
I can cut this out, I can cut that out, but let's just give them a taste with the brides. Oh, here's the brides. You're never going to see them again in the movie. It's like they're an Easter egg. Right. Before, Um, Before there were Easter eggs. Whereas I think with the Spanish version, and again, I don't know what it was back in the 30s, because obviously now when you release a book, you're releasing it in, I mean, if it's a national bestseller, you're going to release it in every language you possibly have. Whereas that might not have been the case with, you know, the Spanish uh, people. Because well, Bram yeah. Stoker and Dracula was an English novelist. Well, and then, you, you know, to to get it released in the Spanish language, somebody would have had to translate it. Mm-hmm. So the publisher would have had to pay a translator and then dish out the money to redistribute it. Right, and that's even assuming that that, that was done. Right. And that those people were going to see that. This wasn't the case. And in a lot of ways, what the Spanish version did was what uh, writers and directors do now in adaptions of movies. They try and take all the best parts of the, mo- of the book and put it in. With, with the English version, I think they're assuming everyone's read it, everyone knows the story, so I can cut out a whole bunch of stuff Yeah, and get everybody in and out in about an hour. Spanish version, it's more. Uh, we really need to explain this, that, or the other thing. What? What are their motivations? What's he really doing? Well, Everybody was going in knowing that this guy's a vampire. And uh, in, in the English version, I think you could argue that they were really more trying to make it a horror movie than the Spanish version. Like I think the Spanish version may have been just trying to re- tell the story, whereas the English version was trying to make a horror movie. You know what I mean? That's why. That's why they have Bella Lugosi. Just yeah, you're creepy, right? We and went, he was, and he was always creepy in everything he did. I mean, he was in the bat. Like I, you know, I've seen a bunch of stuff with him in it, and he was always creepy. But I, I think with the Spanish version and Carlos, I, I just call him Carlos, and you know, like I know him. Uh, um, you guys are besties. Yeah, but I, you know, I think they wanted some suspense there where hey this is a really gregarious person he's out he's you know matriculated into society um oh my god he's also a vampire there i think they were going more for what i think dracula would really do he would try and blend into that social circle and just serial kill on the side and just serial kill on the side no seriously um and I think that made for, in a lot of ways, a more suspenseful movie than the English version. Because again, everybody you know knows they're going in. Dracula is a vampire. Yeah, they've all read the whole story, and I think that helps a lot. I mean, with anything, if you already know the background of what you're looking at and what you're reading, you don't really need to know the whole rigmarole of what's going on and I think that's what happened here so basically let's boil it down simple terms the English version is a blunt instrument it just Mm -hmm. goes A to B that's it it tells a very abbreviated story and the Spanish version is more nuanced it's more nuanced and it's more fleshed out yeah and I think that's the big difference here um, you know, with the anthology. Uh, and if you ever have a chance to watch it, and I really did enjoy the Spanish version, uh, I haven't watched it in years, and I, like I, like we were talking before, I, I couldn't find it. 
Have it somewhere. I know. I have it somewhere too. I, you know, I really liked that better. I really liked the fact that um, the person who played Dracula, uh, Carlos. Uh, God, I always forget his last name. Uh, what's what's his last? Oh, Valerius. Carlos Valerius. Valerius. Which is honestly, actually, you know what I'm thinking about that. Because I was thinking, where have I heard that name before? Do you remember where you've heard Valerius before? Um, Think. All right, it, it's only a forty-five minute show. Yeah, Valerius, Van Helsing. Oh, yeah. Do you know yeah. now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was it? Wasn't it that was um, Kate Beckinsale's characters? Right. Yeah, the, the, the Valerius. The, yeah. Yep. Okay, there, there's a nice little Easter egg. Right. Um, Look at you, huh? Yeah, see, you know, I'm good for something. All right, well, a little bit of fun fact now. 2015, the Library of Congress determined that the Spanish version of Dracula was worthy of preserving in the archive. Mm-hmm. So it's there from now until the doesn't exist anymore. Well, well that's the whole point of them preserving it, so I it know. does exist. Well, I'm, but, I meant the, the Library of Congress. Oh, the Library it, of Congress. Yeah. Doesn't exist anymore. Maybe. Like the time machine. Maybe. Where everything's like just destroyed. Well, who knows if it'll be there in a thousand years. You oh, don't well. Know. That's true. Library of Alexandria isn't there anymore. There you go. Um, all right, but that's what that that's basically what we're going for um, in this compare, contrast, uh, what's better, what's worse. I really like the Spanish version better. Not to take anything away from Bela Lugosi because Bela Lugosi is the penultimate Dracula. Yeah. There's been tons of people that have played Dracula. Bela Lugosi, Christopher Lee, Klaus Kinski, Gary Oldman, Gerald Butler, um, Luke Evans most recently in Dracula uh, Untold. Ah, uh, yeah. So I, it, there's been a lot. But Bell Lugosi, I think, in most people's minds, in vampire fans' minds, is going to be the Dracula. The Dracula. And it's more, not necessarily that he was a better actor than any of the other actors. He was kind of the first, like, and he kind may, of like defined you, the role. You, yeah, you could say maybe he didn't do it best, but he did do it first. Right. And he did it in and such a way... And he made his mark. Yeah, he did it in such a way that it stood out. Right. I mean, I'm sure there's actors out there that just totally just destroyed a role or whatever the case. Belagosi didn't. Belagosi and everyone always says Belagosi was made to play Dracula. Right. And he always played a vampire or a creepy person. Well, he got typecast after Dracula into being Right. But and that just perpetuated. Yeah. You know, in everyone's mind, this is this is the guy that's going to be, you know. And ironic, for ironically all time. on screen he wouldn't play Dracula again. Until Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, and basically just a gimmick appearance. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't watched that in forever either. I don't think no, I've I ever seen no, that. Really? I don't think so. It's it's kind of funny. And it's kind of cool that they have those guys from, you know, obviously Bela Lugosi. I think they, I forget who played Frankenstein. Wasn't it Boris Karloff? I think it was Boris Karloff. Yeah, it might have been Boris Karloff. I know. I think he did the original Frankenstein. I don't know if he did all of them. No, he didn't do all of them. We actually were talking about that, but that's another show altogether. Yes. Uh, Boris Karloff was actually 
one of those people that was known for Frankenstein. Um, and he played it in most of them, but uh, there was a couple that he did not play it in. I think there was one. And I can't remember the name of that Frankenstein, because if, had I known we were going to go uh, segueing off into this. Oh, we don't plan our segues. Yeah, we it just, just sort of happens. It. We just do it. Right. Um, it's like on a road trip when you just see something on the side of the road. Yeah, you're like, or like when you're like Googling something and you go from one thing to another. Yeah, right. You're like, oh, what's a fire ant from, uh, you know, South America do? And then you go off on that. <laughs> and you're like, oh, wow. So, oh, what does know. this ant do? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so this is our show on uh, Dracula. I We recommend you see both of those movies, by the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. At least I once. Mean, They're worth seeing once. Absolutely. Um, and just seeing the differences that were put in while they're being filmed simultaneously. That, I think, is the most unique aspect of this whole story, is that right. they were using, you know, you had mentioned earlier that they're using the same sets and, you same know. Same costumes. That, same costumes, really just the different actors. This is really unique uh, in the whole gamut of what we're talking about for the rest of our shows is in its anthology, because it never happened, uh, to the best of my knowledge, ever again. Right. The rest of what we're going to be talking about are cut scenes or added scenes. Or fired um, directors. Fired directors, that type of thing. Um, so uh, keep listening uh, and let us know what you think. And ch- uh, check us out on Facebook. We have a Facebook page I don't think we've ever mentioned before. Old Nerd, yeah. Young Nerd. Old Nerd, Young Nerd. Uh, come join us there. And remember, normal's the new boring. Thanks a lot, guys. Keep listening.